episode 12, The Web Show. In today's episode, let's go behind the scenes of my website and look at the tools I use and recommend. You are listening to episode number 12 of Mike Murphy Unplugged, Learn, Create, Move Forward. I am your host, Mike Murphy, a one-man band and technology junkie who loves to help people figure things out, and I am really excited to be here with you today. The goal of Mike Murphy Unplugged is to help you learn what you need to know in order to create online content so you can move forward in business and in life. So let's start the show with a question of the week from Ask Mike Anything. For those of you just tuning into the show for the first time, Ask Mike Anything is your chance to ask me what you want to know more about or where you're struggling in your online business. Just head on over to MikeMurphy.co, leave me a question, and you might just be featured on a future episode. Today's Ask Mike Anything is a question I've been asked multiple times on my Blab.im. That's my weekly open mic night series that I have every Monday night on Blab. So the question is, do I need one website for my podcast and another for my blog or my brand? This is a huge topic in the podcast world, and like most things, everyone has an opinion and different answers. My answer for most one-man bands and small businesses is to keep it simple and have one main website for all your online stuff. Yes, you do need a dedicated page on your website for your listeners to go and view the show notes, etc. for your podcast, but having multiple websites creates more work for you and only confuses your listeners. The only time I see two totally different sites is if the topics are so extremely unrelated. If your main website and blog is all about your travels and photography, and you run a podcast about fantasy football with a completely different audience, well, consider pulling them apart. But just use common sense. Always make decisions on what is best for your audience. If you tell them on your podcast that you need to visit this page for the blog and this page to go for the show, and then whatever else you're offering, it's just going to confuse them. So keep it simple. My advice, one website, and just have a dedicated podcast page. So in the center of almost every business today is a website. We all know this. It is the home base or the headquarters for your brand, business, or service. It's also a big step in the moving forward process that tends to get a lot of people stuck. Maybe you think you don't have the technical or the design skills to pull off making a website, or that it must be really expensive to build a nice-looking and functioning site that you see everybody else has. Well, I'm here to help and share exactly what I use, some tips on getting started, and the costs involved, which are not that much. So just a quick pep talk and pre-show rant before we get into the the nitty-gritty of my website. One common mistake people make when they're creating a website is not understanding the actual purpose of a website. Function is way more important than form when planning your website. As always, you must think of your readers or your audience first. What experience do you want your readers to have when they visit your website? What story do you want your website to tell tell your readers about you? Your website works for you, so what jobs do you want it to perform? It's easy to browse the web and get inspired by all the beautiful sites, and I love the graphics and the nice designs as much as anyone, but don't start there. Start simple and ask, how do I want to guide a new visitor who visits my site through the website, and what is my call to action? Meaning, what do I want them to do when they're here? 
what is the website going to ask them to do? Do you want them to sign up for your email list or perhaps buy something? Go to your podcast? Focus there first. Your website is a never-ending project of tweaking and fine-tuning, and it will not be perfect when you launch. But the more you understand the benefits it can deliver to your business, the better off you'll be. All right, enough already of the rant. What do I do? I don't consider myself a webmaster by any means, but I have built a ton of different sites, and it's a skill that I think you should really get a, a handle on if you're serious about your online business and podcasting. Having the confidence to throw up a new site to test out a new idea or product or put up a new page for your class or course, it's valuable. You could even make some money on the side if you if you were doing the side hustle to set up websites for others. So get comfortable with setting up a website as it's something you're going to use over and over again in your online journey. And a little pre, pre-checklist tip for you. Create a Google document where you put all of your stuff, all of the notes, logins, username, domain names, text for your website. All this stuff is going to really add up. And if you have it in one central location, you're going to be really happy. I also create one master website folder on my hard drive. And in there, I put everything that I'm going to be using. Photos, logos, color codes, your branding guide, everything. Just put it in one place. You'll be very happy you did it to have everything in one place. Trust me on this one. Now, let's go behind the scenes of MikeMurphy.co. Domain names. Before you get online, you you need a domain name, obviously. My domain is MikeMurphy.co. And I use GoDaddy.com to purchase all of my domain names. I know some people don't like GoDaddy, but they've been great to me. I think the customer service is great. And I have no reason not to like them. I don't recommend using GoDaddy for your hosting, but I do recommend them for purchasing your domain names. If you have a thing against GoDaddy, another real popular choice is Namecheap.com. People love Namecheap and hate GoDaddy for whatever reason, but I use GoDaddy. Bonus tips when it comes to domain names. I use a little Chrome extension in my browser called Honey that when you're going to buy a domain name and you're in the checkout, just click on Honey. It scans the internet for coupons, automatically puts them into the GoDaddy cart. So anytime I've bought a domain name, 9 out of 10 times, if the domain name is $9.99 or $12.99, whatever the regular price is, Honey scans it for a coupon and they usually end up paying 99 cents. So if you want to save some money, Honey's a good little trick for you. Another big tip when searching for domain names. This is something that gets overlooked a lot and I really recommend that you pay attention to this. If you're searching for a new domain name for your business, you also want to make sure that the social media channels are available for that domain name or something similar. You want them to kind of be in check. A tool that I use for social media checking is called namechecker.com. Really handy. You just type in your desired username and it checks about a hundred different social media sites. Many you've never even heard of, I'm sure. And it'll tell you what's available and what's not. You might not need to get all of them, but if the main ones like Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest are there, then you know you have a good fit. And finally, A very cool resource for finding the perfect domain name, if you haven't already done so, is a tool called leandomainsearch.com. This is, you basically just put in your name. If I put in mikemurphy.co, or just put in Mike Murphy, you don't even have to put the the ending. 
And what it does is it'll tell you if that's available, but it'll also list a couple hundred other different options, names that might be similar, that might work just as well, or might give me an idea for something else. So leandomainsearch.com and Namechecker, two very handy tools. Okay, moving on to number two, the web server. You've got your perfect domain name now. Your social media channels are all in check. Now what? In order to go live with your website, you need a server to host your files. There are many options out there. Everyone has their favorite. I personally use bluehost.com. The customer service is great and it's cheap. We're talking about it's $3.95 for the basic plan that I used just until recently. I upgraded to cloud hosting. I like to have everything in the cloud if I can. I think my hosting now is $6.95 a month, which I think is very reasonable to have a good performing website. Other alternatives to Bluehost that people use and recommend is HostGator.com. I think they're very similar in pricing. They appear to have all the same features. So I use Bluehost. HostGator is another popular one. For my website, moving on to number three, I use WordPress.org. That's the self-hosted version. Don't use the WordPress.com. Most of the websites today on the internet are using, I think over 50% are using WordPress. It's the industry standard. I think it's easy. The hosting services, Bluehost makes it, they have a one-click install, so it takes about two, you know, under a minute to to do a WordPress install. If you're really opposed to WordPress and you just want something just, I just want to do it simple. I just want to click and go. I do recommend squarespace.com. I have used them. I have tested it out. I think Squarespace designs are beautiful. They're nice. I like everything about them. So I would recommend Squarespace if you just do not want to hassle at all about a website. But again, I'm going with WordPress and I recommend that for most online creators and podcasters just for the future flexibility and the plugins and that. Number four, premium themes. Okay, so the boring stuff is gone. Your website, your WordPress site is live up on your server. And just a little FYI, you can hide your website once you go live. You can hide it from the public while you're building out your site. So if you don't want the people to know that you're working on it, you can hide it. So don't worry about that. But once everything's up, you're live technically. Now it's time to add some shine. And you can do this with a premium WordPress theme. They range anywhere from 20 bucks to 100 bucks or $200. But for the most part, the sweet spot is somewhere around, you know, in between 50 to 100 bucks at the most. I do recommend buying a premium theme because with WordPress, you're not looking just for the looks. You're looking for a site that's well-made and that the foundation, the back end, the stuff that you don't really see, but you really want their, the sites to be solid. Not all web templates for WordPress are built the same. So you want to use a company that's got good reputation. You know, look into it, read read into it. My recommendation for a theme, I'm going with this all day, is Divi Theme by ElegantThemes.com. I think this is a, Divi is just an amazing new, new uh, WordPress framework, if you will. I have made a lot of websites on WordPress. Divi has been the best to date. And it just keeps getting better. What I like about Divi the most is that it's flexible and you can create templates from any layout that you make. You can just save that template and use it over and over again. So that is key for time saver for me. 
It's mobile-friendly and responsive, meaning it looks good on any device, and I have full control over everything. For the full version, Divi will set you back about 89 bucks. but what's cool about that $89 is that you can use it on, you can build unlimited license, unlimited websites with that one license. You can also use that same license and build client websites if you want to make money on the side. So, pretty cool. Divi is not perfect. It has some quirks that drive me nuts, but it's pretty darn close to perfect, and it does get my vote for the premium WordPress theme. One little geeky web tip alert. Since we're going behind the scenes of everything I use, <laughs> I just want to urge you, always make a child theme of your WordPress site when you're installing a new theme. And I found a little cool tool somebody recommended to me called Child Theme Configurator. It just makes that whole process of making a child theme a one-click operation super simple. So child theme configurator, when you're ready, you're obviously, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can ignore this, but just keep child theme in the back of your head when it's time to Google it later. And finally, the tools and plugins I use, whenever people are talking WordPress, the first thing they want to ask people is, what plugins should I get? There's all the standard ones. There's the boring ones like Yoast SEO is popular. And, you know, there's a Google Analytics dashboard that I use. Those are kind of the boring ones. But most people want to know, what are the fun stuff? What are the things that are going to make my site cool? Well, with Divi, there's two really important ones that aren't necessarily cool, but they work really well and they're very nicely designed. That's number one, the Monarch social media plugin. Again, you can get this without Divi, but it is included with Divi. And the Monarch social media plugin just enables easy sharing for social media. You want to make sure that your website, people can share. You want that to be a, a key factor, a key, key feature. The more easier it is for people to share, the easier, or the better your site will perform. And the other plugin that comes with Divi is Bloom email plugin. This is an awesome, awesome tool for integrating with MailChimp or AWeber or your whatever your email newsletter provider is. Collecting email addresses and integrating MailChimp is a number one priority in my site and most websites. And Bloom makes this integration really easy. Other plugins that I use and love, number one are Click to Tweet. This is a very cool little plugin that it looks nice. It just highlights a little block of text you know, you could have a paragraph and then put the click to tweet around maybe a quote or something. It'll pull that quote out so your eyes will go to it. And what's nice is people just have to click on that box. It's again, it's a visually pleasing box. It looks like a block quote that st stood out, you know, that you would see in a, in a book. And you just click it and the tweet is already nicely packaged for them. So you, you're basically telling them what you want to tweet. And it takes two seconds for someone to click it and tweet it. So very handy. Again, it's encouraging sharing of your content, which is important. And the second plugin that I use, it's the center of my universe right now. That's Blueberry PowerPress plugin. And Blueberry is basically the, the standard for WordPress podcasting plugins. When I create a new episode, I put it into Blueberry, hit publish, and that's what makes it go live into iTunes and Stitcher and Spreaker. So Blueberry PowerPress, it's always updating. It's always improving its features. It just released the Google Play feature. So a great plugin 
for a podcaster is kind of essential for any podcaster, I would say. And then finally, my favorite, last but not least, is Pretty Link Lite. Pretty Link is an awesome, awesome plugin. And if you're using it, any affiliate links or anything like that, it's a must. And basically what Pretty Link does, it allows me to make links shorter with my brand name on it. For example, if I have a web, any web address or URL, I just paste it into Pretty Link. I put in a descriptive word and a new link is made for me with my website URL. For example, if I wanted to share a Rode microphone that I found on Amazon and said, this is a great mic, this Rode mic, I copy the link from Amazon, I paste it into Pretty Link, name it Rode, and my new link will now be mikemurphy.co forward slash Rode. And it saves those links so I can share them over and over again. Pretty Link Lite, my favorite plugin so far. And there you have it. Everything behind MikeMurphy.co. My website is quick and easy. It's extremely flexible, customizable. And just to recap, I buy all of my domains through GoDaddy, anywhere from $0.99 to $9.99. I host my WordPress site on Bluehost.com, which is $6.95 a month. The premium theme I use is Divi by ElegantThemes.com, 89 bucks. And run my podcast, I use the most popular plugin out there called Blueberry or PowerPress. And remember, Pretty Link Lite, the plugin that I cannot live without. And all those plugins are completely free. And as always, I thank you for being here today and joining me. And if you need help learning the tools of the trade for creating online content and podcasting, please join my band. Just head on over to MikeMurphy.co and sign up for the Unplugged newsletter. And as always, if you like the podcast and you haven't already done so, it really does help me out when you leave a rating and review in iTunes. And for all those people who did have already done so, I really do appreciate it. It keeps the podcast being able to be found so we can continue to build up the audience and the community. If you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe to the show so that you never miss a future episode. I thank you for joining me today, and I hope you join my one-man band, and together we can learn, create, and move forward together. Cheers. Cheers.